peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good There are many of us, and you know, when I say many of us, I always include myself, (laughs) who get saved, and we often feel like we don't need to revisit things we learned after getting saved. I think that is a, a misconception a uh, pretty bad misconception because oftentimes what'll happen, well, I'll use myself as an example. What happens to me is I'll learn something. We live in a fallen world. You're going to hear all kind of things. You're not going to interact with believers at all times. Some of these things, people can say things that are very convincing especially if you're not studying your Bible and revisiting some of these core doctrinal issues. And we, and like I said, we believe we don't need to do that when in actuality you do, you take, you take an engineer, you you take one of the smartest engineers, you know, some of the smartest people, you know, many times I've worked with many engineers. They will revisit things that they learned in college because let's say they're they have a project or they're designing something and there's something they don't quite remember now they learned it doesn't mean they're ignorant doesn't mean they don't know maybe they just need a little refresher to get them over the hump i think this this actually happens in within the christian life a lot and i don't believe we pay attention to this and sometimes we blip over this and we could really receive a lot of answers we're looking for simply by revisiting simple Bible truths. So join me in the book of Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 15 through 21. Let's get into this. Moreover, <clears throat> I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well that ye take heed 
as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Now there is much in here, very helpful. Um, it's it's amazing how much you can get out of a short portion of scripture just by revisiting. Many times I'll revisit passages and I'll start asking myself questions. Why is this here? Why was this said this way? What is the point? Very helpful when you do that. In verse in verse 15, we we see Peter say something to his audience. And this is why I opened up with the with the statement about going back and revisiting things. He says, moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. So Peter is saying, when I'm gone, when I'm not here, these are things I want you to revisit. I want you to come back to and I want you to remember. In verse 16, he says, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Now, here is what is so important about this. Throughout history and even now to this day, there is always an attack on the validity of the Bible and the validity of Bible accounts. And I'm just going to give you some simple things to think about. And before I do that, I'm going to read the definition of some words used in verse 16 cunningly, artfully, craftily, with subtlety, with fraudulent contrivance, fables, a feigned story or tell intended to instruct or amuse, a fictitious narration intended to enforce some useful truth or precept, fiction in general. Peter is helping the audience to understand this is not, we didn't just follow some story we heard from someone else. Look at the latter part of the verse. When we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Peter is an eyewitness. Peter walked with the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter saw the Lord Jesus Christ crucified. Peter saw the Lord Jesus Christ after he was raised from the dead. Saw the ascension. These are things that he saw and witnessed with his own eyes. He saw the miracles. He heard the preaching with his own ears. These are not things that he received from someone else. Here's what I want you to think about. 
Peter is a historical figure, even outside of the Bible. This is a guy that definitely existed. There's historical documents that that validate the life and walk of many of the apostles, secular history. <clears throat> there's there's writings from people who were direct disciples of the apostles. You can go read this stuff. Many, many of these classics uh, can be read and downloaded for free. These people who were, for the most part, learned men, learned men and women, not all of them, but many of them learned men and women, heard from the apostles, learned under the apostles, were around during that time. And remember, there were many people who heard and saw the Lord Jesus Christ, who saw the ascension, who saw him after he was raised from the dead. And, and many of these people were alive for a, a good while. These people told their story to other people. How could. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. How could something that was fraudulent spread and maintain for this amount of time under the scrutiny that it has endured. I'm not going to say this as a statement of fact, but I'm pretty sure I'm accurate when I say that there has been no book, no account more criticized and scrutinized than the Bible account, yet it still stands. And it doesn't just stand with, um, with men who are ignorant and unlearned, there's many well-learned individuals, men and women, that hold to the truth of the Bible. Verse 17, for he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now I'm going to go to this instant so we can see what Peter is referencing here and what he's referencing happened in Matthew 17, one through eight. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias. While he yet spake, let that sink in. Peter's talking. And while he is talking, behold, 
a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus alone. Can you imagine? Like when I hear things like this in a Bible, what I try to do, what I attempt to do is to put myself in the moment. I am Peter. I see the Lord Jesus Christ transfigured. I see faces. I see him talking to Elijah and Moses. And I'm like, man, Lord, this is what we need to do. It's great that we're here. We're going to build a tabernacle to, to you, to Moses, to, and as I'm talking, a bright cloud and a voice from heaven. Behold, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. You don't think that put an impression on Peter being there at that time, hearing that? I'm 100% sure it did. I witness. This is not hearsay. Peter was there himself. And this voice, which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. He heard it. He was there. So he, Peter is emphasizing and stressing the things that I'm telling you. I am an eye witness of and this is why that matters in verse 19 he says we have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well to take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts that word sure means certain unfailing infallible, certainly knowing or having full confidence. Peter's telling them, we have a more sure word of prophecy. Why does that matter? I'm going to, I'm going to read um, the next two verses and then come back to that verse and then, you know, go forward and you'll see why I'm going to do it this way. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scriptures of any private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. What Peter's expressing here is the prophets prophesied of things to come. We literally saw the very things we saw the very point, the pinnacle of what these prophets were pointing to, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why he says, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. They saw the fulfillment 
of what the Old Testament prophets pointed to. And when you go to verse 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. That word private means properly separate, unconnected with others, hence peculiar to oneself. Interpretation means the act of expounding or unfolding what is not understood or not obvious. So the prophecy of the scripture is not something that one man is going to have some kind of different understanding that one man is going to have some some revelation that no one else can get. The reason for that is for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Here's the thing. Will. And I've read this definition before. The faculty of the mind by which we determine either to do or to forbear an action. So the Old Testament prophecy didn't come by the desire, by the will, by the move of men. That's not how this came. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. That word moved means stirred or excited. This did not come from within them. This came from God who moved them to write and say these things. It seemed pretty simple. Why did I go over all of that? There is definitely in this day and in this age an attack on the Bible. It's not going to stop until the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is not going to stop. If you don't pay attention, if you're not careful, if you're not watching what you take in, what you listen to, you will be bamboozled because the attack is not going to stop. Here's what you need to know. Peter and the other apostles were eyewitnesses, eyewitnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ's ministry of his death of his burial, of his resurrection, of his ascension, of the th the miracles that he that he did within his earthly ministry. These apostles told this story, spread this gospel to others. These were eyewitnesses. If this gospel that they spread was able to go from 2,000 years ago approximately until now under heavy scrutiny, under heavy challenge, and still stand, you can trust that this Bible is true. This did not come from cunningly devised fables, but this came from eyewitnesses. These men didn't do any of these things, didn't write any of these things of their own will, but they were moved by God. These things are God breathed. You can trust your Bible. That is a very simple truth. Something that 
you probably don't think about. Maybe you do think about. But things like this, I think we really need to spend time in our Bibles and remember these things. There is a reason for that. Humans, we are fickle beings. We have to be reminded. I believe this is why in the Old Testament, when something great was done for the children of Israel, God had them put down markers so that they could look back on and remember the things that God did. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.